This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated with another true crime of insurance fraud video. This one, number 45, called The Phantom Rolls Royce. In many states, before a car can be insured, the agent must photograph the car and its vehicle identification number. This regulation has become an effective weapon against fraudulent auto theft claims. The insured managed to purchase material damage insurance on a Rolls-Royce in a state where the regulation was fully effective even though he never owned a Rolls-Royce automobile. His technique was flawless, his planning immaculate. He was only thwarted in his efforts because of the actions of a dedicated and thorough insurance investigator. To start his plan, the insured went to a Beverly Hills classic automobile dealer and took two Polaroid photographs, slightly out of focus, of a 1946 Rolls-Royce. Unlike modern cars, the vehicle identification number was not in the windshield of the rolls. It was, however, written on the specification sheet provided to him by the dealer. The insured next began the effort to create an artificial 1946 Rolls-Royce. First, he visited the California Department of Motor Vehicles and obtained from the department forms for the issuance of replacement title and registration documents. He filed, filled the documents out using a vehicle identification number similar to the one in the showroom, but 2,000 digits higher. He also filled out a sworn declaration of lost title and signed it with the name John Jones, Vice President of Lincoln Savings and Loan, the lender. The Department of Motor Vehicles processed the application for lost title and registration without inquiry. A new ownership certificate showing ownership in Lincoln Savings and Loan was then issued and delivered to the insured's post office box. The insured then filled out a Department of Motor Vehicles bill of sale reflecting that the Rolls-Royce was sold by Lincoln Savings and Loan to his neighbor for a total of $5,500. The Department of Motor Vehicles billed the neighbor for license plates and registration based on the value of the sale. The insured captured the mail before it was delivered to the neighbor and paid the bill with a post office issued money order. The insured then forged the signature of his neighbor on the ownership certificate, transferring title to himself. A new bill of sale was again recorded, reflecting a purchase price of $45,600 by the insured from his neighbor. He then paid the license fees and requested plates and a certificate claiming the old license plates had been lost or stolen. At his local public library, the insured read through a classic car magazine and found that the 1946 Rolls-Royces were in fair condition were selling for approximately $100,000. He also learned that the classic car insurance company was willing to insure classic cars with limited use by mail. 
He photocopied the application for insurance at the library photocopy machine and applied for a $100,000 policy on his 1946 Phantom Rolls Royce. The insured attached to the application one of the Polaroid photographs he had taken at the dealership. Classic car insurance company, taking his application on face value, issued the policy. Since the insured advised Classic Car Insurance Company that the car was only to be driven 1,000 or less miles a year, the premium on the policy, including third-party liability coverage, was less than $1,000. The insured financed the premium with the local insurance financing company and only had to make a $200 down payment. His first payment was due 30 days later. Two days before the payment was due, the insured telephoned the Los Angeles County Sheriff from a Denny's restaurant in Lakewood, California, and reported his Rolls Royce stolen. He told the police he had taken it to the restaurant for lunch, and when he returned, it was gone. The police dutifully took down the report and began looking for the 1946 Phantom Rolls Royce. The insured made a report to the Classic Car Insurance Company, and immediately, in response to its request, submitted a sworn declaration of auto-total theft, making a claim for $100,000. Classic car insurance, as required by California law, maintains a special investigation unit. When the report came in, a computer search was performed. The search revealed that other claims payments and a three-year-old theft loss of a classic Mercedes-Benz was reported by a person with the same last name as the insured. The old file was taken out of archives, and it was determined the vehicle was owned by the insured's mother, but was being driven by him when it was stolen from a restaurant parking lot. The classic car insurance company had paid the insured's mother $75,000 for the loss of her Mercedes. The coincidence was too great to ignore. The investigator began to do the work he was trained to do. He first checked the database maintained by the National Insurance Crime Bureau and learned the following. The insured has been the reported victim of two automobile accidents and a residential burglary not reported on the application for insurance. The insured had been convicted at age 19 of four counts of forgery of checks, causing a bank to lose over a million dollars. He had been sentenced to 90 days in jail and five years of probation for that offense. The Rolls-Royce Motor Company publishes a book of all vehicles manufactured by it with their vehicle identification number and the number of the insured's Rolls-Royce was not in the book. The investigator then obtained from the Department of Motor Vehicles all of the original sales documents and was surprised to learn that the vehicle classic car insurance company insured for $100,000 was reported by the insured to have been purchased for $5,600. Counsel was retained to represent Classic Car Insurance Company and to examine the insured under oath. At examination under oath, the insured proved himself to be a facile liar. 
His skill at lying under oath was no match for the facts counsel had from the SIU investigator. Counsel led the insured down a path of lies. The insured claimed to have purchased the vehicle for $100,000 cash, which he obtained from his business and escort service. He explained he kept the cash at home because it was earnings he did not wish recorded in a bank account. He produced a bill of sale purportedly signed by the neighbor reflecting the $100,000 sale. The insured produced the ownership certificate and the registration establishing the vehicle existed. He claimed to have forgotten to bring with him the keys to the vehicle. Counsel then presented the true documents, item by item. The insured claimed the documents recorded at the DMV were filed by the seller, and he had no knowledge of the changes made by the seller. In fact, he could not understand why the seller had filed such strange documents. After counsel had established with certainty in counsel's mind that the insured had sworn falsely the examination under oath was terminated. Counsel then met privately with the attorney for the insured and explained that the insured's claim was in great peril. The attorney for the insured responded, the bad faith lawsuit I told you to expect will not be filed by me. The insured had made one serious error. He hired an honest lawyer. His lawyer and counsel for Classic Car Insurance Company discussed possible resolution of the matter, including the withdrawal of the claim or a mutual rescission of the policy. Counsel for the insured promised to speak with his client and communicate later with the insurer. The next day, the insured's lawyer called counsel for the insurer and said, quote, I have conferred with my client, who recognizes that his title to the roles is not clear. He has instructed me to advise you that he is withdrawing his claim, close quote. I recognize that your client has a duty to report potential fraudulent claims to the State Bureau of Fraudulent Claims, and we request that you do more, no more than you are required by law to do. Classic Car Insurance Company saved a $100,000 claim. It spent $30,000 investigating the claim and defeating it. It was lucky. No litigation followed. It reported the law to the state's fraud bureau, who now has the insured's name on record. There has been no prosecution. No prosecution is anticipated or expected. The fraud bureau is simply inundated with fraudulent insurance claims and must limit its prosecutorial efforts to major crimes that exceed a million dollars or rings of insurance fraud perpetrators who file multiple claims. So in one way, the crime was a success. In other ways, it was a total failure. This video was adapted from my book, Insurance Claims Cost Everyone which is available as both a Kindle book and a paperback. 
and compliments my book Insurance Fraud 2nd Edition, which in two volumes provides everything necessary for an investigator or a lawyer involved with insurance fraud potential, so that those potential insurance frauds can be defeated or deterred. The two insurance fraud books are available as Kindle books, paperbacks, and hardcovers, and can be acquired by going to Amazon.com. Thank you for your attention.